Everything's better when you take your time. Join me, Shimmy LaRue, for a slow burn. So I want to talk about three important life lessons that I have carried with me that have been absolutely crucial and instrumental in my time, not just as a performer, but as someone who has actively been a marginalized person in spaces that were deeply not designed for me. A little bit of background, um, as many, if not everyone knows, my background is in software product management and also in agency digital advertising. Both of those are two spaces that are not necessarily designed for a Black woman, to be incredibly candid. However, I can say that I learned a lot of lessons from folks in both of those industries outside of the widget of software or building advertising itself. And so three of those main lessons are things that I want to share with you today. And I will try to connect them into how it works as a performer. So the very first lesson is one that, admittedly, I can't necessarily ascribe to my time working in software development or in advertising, but it's actually one that I can ascribe to my dad, who was an immigrant to this country from Dominica, an island in the Caribbean. He immigrated here in 1977. And one thing that he always told me, and it's something that I will never forget as long as I live, is that closed mouths don't get fed. And on the surface, that seems a little bit like, duh, but he's absolutely right. That if your mouth is closed, how are you going to receive any food? You have to open your mouth to say something to receive that food. So opening your mouth really means just that. As a performer, it's something as simple as ask to be in a show, ask to be in a booking, ask to be a part of a tour or a headliner or, or whatever. Ask. You know, it doesn't matter what stage you are as a performer, whether you are brand new or you are a reigning monarch or burlesque, or if you have been on the top 50 list for years, we're all still hustling and working for the exact same gigs. And so there isn't a point in time where you never have to ask for a gig, no matter where you are in your burlesque journey. Um, I've been fortunate to be friends with and to talk with performers at all levels. And yeah, you still have to ask. My goodness, we still see our legends, people who frankly should never have to ask for a gig, still saying things like, yeah, you can still book us. You can still have us come out. So if even our legends and our monarchs of burlesque are still at a point where they are still reaching out to producers for gigs, you can absolutely do so too. So closed mouths don't get fed. Ask for what you want. What's the worst that they can say? No? Then you're in the exact same situation that you were in when you first started. No harm, no foul. But if you do ask, 
and they say yes, well then my goodness, you're now in a much better spot. Even if you ask and they say no, but you're still in a better spot because you're better than you were before. So feel free to ask for what you want. Now I am going to temper that statement with make realistic asks. Now, if you've only been in burlesque for, you know, less than a year or so, and you're not very well known outside of your local community, it doesn't make sense for you to ask to be a headliner at a national festival. It doesn't make sense. But you can ask about your local shows and you can ask to get on stages that you want to get into and, you know, kind of work your way through the system. But again, ask. There's nothing wrong with asking and the worst that can happen is someone says no. And even with that no, you can then take the learnings from that, incorporate it, bring it into your current work, and then leverage that for the next time that you ask. Because it also shows that you've learned, which is super, super important. So the very first thing is closed mouths don't get fed. So make sure you're also getting fed. The second thing is the audacity. You know, I I have made jokes for years that I would love to have the confidence of a mediocre white man. And while for years that was absolutely true, especially based on my experience working in advertising and in software development, I ran into so many men who thought They were the bee's knees and the sun rose and set on their hoodies when in fact they were just average at best. And, you know, they they were kind of interchangeable. But you could not have told them anything differently that, holy cow, they were the best thing walking. And they behaved that way. And because they behaved that way, People treated them that way. I mean, it was very clear that insert person here was eh, okay at the job that they did. They didn't necessarily stink, but they weren't great at it. But the way that they walked into the room, the way they carried themselves, the way that they were so very sure with all of their answers, even if those answers were incredibly incorrect, You could not tell them that they just didn't know that they knew what they were doing. And that confidence tended to rub off. It tended to rub off to the point that people started to, well, believe them. And people started to think, well, if this person is so confident about it, then maybe they, maybe they do know what's going on. Eh, sure. But it actually worked out really well for them. And so they worked themselves into opportunities, into places and spaces where they absolutely would not have had the ability to do so otherwise. But they were able to do so just based on the sheer confidence of it alone. And so sitting back and watching that as someone who is from multiple marginalized communities, my very first thought was, oh, well, I can never do that. I mean, the way that it works for you know, this guy here would absolutely never work for me. I had already started to stifle myself and say, well, you know, I can't do that because, well, I'm, I'm a black woman and no one will treat me the same way, et cetera, et cetera. And yes, 
This is not to say that there is not discrimination, there is not racism, and there is not colorism and misogyny, misogyny war. All of those things are absolutely true. And all of those things truly are things that are barriers to success. However, there is something to be said for audacity. And there is something to be said for the ability to walk into a space and just say, yes, I belong here too. And because I belong here too, you will listen to me as you listen to everyone else. And when I offer suggestions, thoughts, and ideas, you will also treat them the same as everyone else. There is something rather liberating about being able to walk into a space and just say, yes, I belong here too. Whether you think I do or not, I do. So please allow me to grab a chair and why, yes, I would like a glass of cold brew. (laughs) So how does this translate into being a performer? I think it translates into a couple of ways. I think the very first way it translates to being a performer is physicality. Walking into a space, you need to let people know that you are different. You're not necessarily the same as the person who's sitting at the table, enjoying their drinks for the evening, getting ready for the evening's entertainment. You are the entertainment. And because you are the entertainment, that means you have to present yourself, well, differently. Now, I want to be very clear. You do not come in as an arrogant person or as a jerk or an asshole. That is not what I'm saying in the slightest. But what I am saying is come in with the audacity. Feel free to walk into spaces where people like you, whatever the like you is, don't belong. Feel free to walk into spaces where you come in, you are the bright shining star, I don't care if you're wearing sweatpants and flip-flops. You have a different aura about you. You have the audacity. Also part of that audacity is walking in and not accepting anything that is less than. So if a venue is not treating you well, if you are getting guff from audience members, or anything like that, feel free to speak up. Now, again, you do not have to be a jerk. And frankly, it is to your detriment if you are a jerk. But you absolutely can put someone in their place or let someone know that this is not okay, that this environment is not conducive, and there needs to be something done about it. Again, you have the audacity. And finally, with the audacity, take up space. Take up room. Take up space. Don't make yourself small. Don't make yourself fit in. Now, mind you, you do have to kind of respect the boundaries of the space that you are in. For example, if you are in a bar space, treat it as if it is a bar space. Do not treat it with the same things as you would treat it as if it was a theater space. Be mindful of the spaces that you're in, but at the same time, take up space. 
walk around the venue, say hello to people, ask if they're celebrating something, let them know that, yes, you are the entertainment for the evening. After the show, walk around, ask if everyone had a good time. You were also there to help create memories. You are the audacity. You are doing things in spaces that people would never, ever have the gumption to ever do in their lives, no matter what they say they do. But you're doing it. Here you are stripping down into all of your glory. You've got on pasties and something covering your bits. And there you are. You're here. You have the audacity. Feel free to embrace that. Live your life as a slightly better than mediocre white man where you just have the audacity to do whatever your heart truly desires. The final lesson that I learned, and I think that this is probably the most important one and the one that I, well, struggle with still the most, if I'm to be really, really honest, is the idea of why not me? We look at so many people around us and, you know, if I'm, again, to be very, very honest, you know, you, you get the pangs of jealousy and you, and you get the pangs of, wow, I really wish I was doing something like that or I wish I had that opportunity or that's really cool. I, I, I wish, I wish, I wish. I guess my question to you is, well, why not you? Why not? It goes back to point number one. Have you asked? Have you asked to have that opportunity? Have you asked to put yourself in that position? And if you have asked, then what are you doing to make sure that you are ready for that position, ready for that role, ready for that gig, ready for that opportunity? What are you doing to prepare yourself for that? Are you training? Are you still in the studio refining and shaping all of your acts? Are you making sure that your costuming is as beautiful as you can make it? Mind you, I didn't say as expensive. I said as beautiful as you can make it. Are you working on being a good member of your local burlesque community? Are you working on being a good member of your national and international burlesque community? Are you working on just being a good person in general? What are you doing to make sure that when opportunity comes knocking, that you are truly, truly ready. And when that answer comes where it's like, why not me? Hey, you're ready to go. I think another thing about the concept of why not me is the concept of sure. And I say that with a little bit of tongue in cheek, but To think about the idea of why not me also opens the idea of what is and what isn't possible. And frankly, there's a lot of things that we tend to limit ourselves because we just don't think that it is possible for us. So anytime you think of something that you're like, "Mm, I don't know, ask yourself, why not me? Why not? I've been so heartened to see so many applications go out this year for the Burlesque Hall of Fame, especially so many sponsored applications for the Burlesque Hall of Fame, because it has been such a response to the question of why not me? 
You know, folks who are applying for the very first time, folks who might be applying with something that might be a little different than what we normally see. I think all of those things are absolutely wonderful. And even if you don't get in, it is such a great opportunity to say, well, why not me? Why not me? You know, we're starting to see, and I'm recording this in late December of 2022, we're starting to see the Burlesque Top 50 rollout. And I love the fact that I don't actually recognize some of these names. To me, that says, hey, A, Shimmy, there are people you need to go look up and you need to go find out about. But there are also people who put their hat in the ring and were like, hey, why not me? Why not? Again, what's the worst that can happen? Someone says no? Okay, then you're no worse off than you were when you started. So why not you? Why not? So those are the three lessons that I have learned. First, from my dad, closed mouths don't get fed. That you have to speak up. You have to verbalize your wants. You have to be clear about what you want and why you want it. And if you don't get what you want right off the bat, that's okay. Take those learnings, incorporate them, try again. Because remember, closed mouths do not get fed. The second lesson I learned was, well, have the audacity. And having the audacity is taking up space, taking up room, asking for things you want feeling free to say no to things you don't want, and literally putting yourself in a position where you're like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. You're fine. And the third and final lesson is why not me? And why not me is like, sure. Why, why shouldn't I put my hat on the ring? Yes, I may not be exactly what they're looking for, but how do I know that they aren't still looking for me too? Put your name out there. Put your hat out there. Let's see what happens. So those are the three lessons that I have learned from my time in working in advertising and in software development. Well, it's three of many, but those are the three most important lessons that I've learned. And I would love to hear how you have used or want to use any of all of these three lessons in your life as a performer or just in your own personal life. I can tell you from my own experience, using all three of those lessons have been absolutely life-changing. All three of them have been absolutely transformative. And I am absolutely an example of someone who has used all of those and has gotten the benefit from using all of those. So please let me know how you plan to use them or how you are using them. I love to have these conversations, and I hope to speak with you very soon. Have a good one. Bye.